0: WKNC 88.1. You guys are now tuned into Carolina Groan. I am Grant Golden, and I am here in the studio right now with Nathan Tobin, the man behind Weller. Uh, you guys were just listening to "Know My Love." That was the debut single from Weller's debut album, full-length album that came out at the beginning of July called One. Um, and I'm really, really excited to talk with you about this because when I feel like it came out of nowhere. Um, for those that aren't familiar, uh, Nathan Tobin was a songwriter from The Toddlers, and put out a full length, and it was really, really exciting, and then I didn't hear anything for a while, and then Weller popped up, and I just got really, really excited about it. So thanks for coming in, first off. Thank you, Grant. I'm glad to be here. And um, first off, I really want to tackle uh, the process behind this because you had a really, really cool promotional campaign sort of to get this out into North Carolina. Um It was the WhatIsWeller.com. You kind of went all over the state and did a lot of promotion for it. Can you kind of outline the process behind what you did to get the word out about the album and how the reception was for it? Uh, Yeah,
1: let's see. The idea for the flyering campaign came actually after all of the recording of the album was done. Um, I was thinking about what I could do more for the album Um, and there was a little bit of in-between time where I was just pretty much working to save money for physical copies. And I tried to think what is manageable without... um, what is It doesn't necessarily have to be that effective, but what's a neat idea that I could do and have some uh, amount of creativity in doing that I could just take a small amount of time off from work to make that happen, get back to work, but also have kind of a kind of a serendipitous, potentially serendipitous effect throughout like a larger region. So I designed this flyer, which was kind of designed to draw people in with the Weller symbol on it. It said, what is Weller? And then it said in very gray lettering, secret music, um, just to kind of be hokey, but I liked it. Um, and then the website, what is Weller, was on the top and bottom of it. So it was really basic, and I printed out about 800 of those in about... Four days, I went up to Asheville, uh, visited a friend, Rusty Sutton, who used to do sound at the local 506 and is living up there now, had coffee with him, and flyered Asheville, then went to Charlotte, flyered and stayed at a friend's house there, Uh, went to Winston-Salem, had dinner with Philip Pledger, who runs Fuzz Records and Fuzz Fest, and uh, flyered Winston, went to Greensboro, and went on WUAG, and flyered Greensboro, and then came back into town and in one night, I did Raleigh-Durham-Chattel Chapel Hill, Carborough.
0: Yeah, That is an impressive run. Like you, you went across the state pretty much. Not so much eastern, but th- the predominantly yeah. larger part of the state. And yeah. one of the things I noticed, too, about the campaign is that um, there was a lot of attention from the local musicians. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the things that, well, a lot of people, of course, in the scene are really supportive of everyone else. But I feel like this was an amplified sort of Excitement from everyone. It, it's how how long have you been working with all of these folks and built these connections? Because people are obviously as excited about it as I think the general public is too.
1: I think a lot of that comes from having shared bills with all of these artists in the past and been supportive of their work in the past. Um, groups like Lost in the Trees, Ari Picker, uh, Stu McLam from Love Language. Derek Torres from Towers, and um, I'm going to forget a lot right now, but Sam Logan, Lilac Shadows, Morgan Friedman, Flash Car, and all these folks I've played shows with before, and they're also just really great people who kind of leave their ego aside and keep it a community, and that's uh, been really helpful. I um, was hesitant to hop back on the social medias to to finish it out because I had been so kind of like disconnected, and there's parts of that that I like. But then also, I was, you know, in order to get this out to everybody, I reconnected with a bunch of old friends, did the social media, and I was really glad that I did that because it also rekindled a bunch of old friendships.
0: Right. And it seems to like you've kind of combined the new media aspect of promoting and the old style because I feel like it's, you don't have a lot of the combination with that now. People are either pushing it a lot on the social media and the internet, and they're not focusing so much on the flyering and going, you know, city to city and making that direct contact with people. And it seems like you kind of bridge that gap there. I'm glad you think so.
1: Yeah, for me, it was kind of uh, just bringing it down to the binary question of is this manageable or not? Does this contribute to my quality of life or does it deter it? And so when I was basing all these decisions on it, I wasn't really being as conscious as like, I'm going going to combine the two different forms of promotion. But what it turned out to be was people were really supportive online and people got hyped about what was on the telephone poles. So
2: definitely.
0: And so in terms of, you know, the visibility of Weller, is there, are you going to be doing shows with it? I know it's kind of a one man project at this point. Um, how is this going to flesh out from here?
1: Um, I didn't put any thought into it when I was making the album and I kept kind of bringing it up and then putting it back in the back of my head and then bringing it up again. And, At the end of the day, it's just, it's a recording project, and in order to transfer it to the stage, I think that it would be, it would just kind of be a drag. As much as I would like to share it with people in a different setting other than on their computers or on their stereos, I think what I'm probably going to do is just move on to a different project that goes along parallel
0: with Weller and have Weller remain a recording project, so. Okay, and have you made any sort of footwork in in that direction of doing something aside from Weller? (laughs) I know it's like so immediate at this point. The album right. came out what, like two weeks ago, barely. Right. So,
1: um, okay, yeah. Now I'm I'm talking about something. I I'm, I'm putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> right I have written a few punk songs. I'm thinking about doing something in that vein um, to get the anger out. Weller doesn't get the anger out, so I think right. I'm do something that does. It that. gets
0: the grooves out. I was surprised <laughs> at how it really is like. I think it combines a lot of, like, I guess the heady, like, introspective aspects, but, like, even Know My Love, like, you sit down and look at a lyric book to it or something, and it's like, you know, it's well-written, it's very, it's emotional. It's involved. Yeah, and then you hear it, and it's like, you kind of just can't stop, like, bobbing your head. It's, what, how does the writing process work with that? What comes first when you have a song like that?
1: Okay. Um, Well, the way that I wrote songs on Weller was a way that I hadn't written in the past, which was basically filling in a concept, having a constellation, and then using those songs to be the different landing points on that constellation. And so the basic concept is just uh, taken from T.S. Eliot's Four Quartets, the basic idea of having a four-part thing where the phonetics of each of the parts resemble a different element. So the the album starts out with like four and a half songs of wind and then three and a half songs of fire and then a few songs of water to finish the album. I never got around to that fourth quartet. but <laughs> um, So that was the basic idea. So for the groovy part and for the harder songs, they kind of fall in the uh, fire section. So um, that's what I was thinking was, you know, have some kind of like more kind of, Aggressive, um, um. Let's see. False pride, kind of like me, 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 but in a falsifying way. Um, that's kind of what anger was for me. Is like kind of using identity to kind of like lampoon itself. Was fire. Um, and so like, no, my love is a very questionative. What you just heard, is right? The sort of like uh, asking all these philosophical questions, but trying to remain compassionate towards the person that. I'm criticizing. So that's kind of how that song was written, was like thinking about what does fire represent for me and then creating a song based around
0: that concept. That's, there's involved is the word you used, and it's such an excellent term because there's, I feel like with the whole album, you know, there's a lot where you scratch the surface and it's really interesting and it's, I feel like it just kind of compels you to dig deeper. And there's like, this wasn't something that I listened to and was like, oh yeah, that was cool. I'll listen to that again sometime later. It's like one of those things where you're like, man, I got to like, I gotta unravel yeah. this and like I'm see glad. what's going on.
1: I'm glad that was the intent, you know. And really, I just hope people dig it. Or and if they don't dig it, that's fine too. But if you do want to go deeper, then I wanted to at least supply something that could right. lead you along, you know.
0: Which is awesome, and I look forward to continuing to hear more and more from Weller. Um, sure. But right now, we're gonna take a break from conversation. Um, we have got a couple of songs throughout the hour that Nathan Tobin has chosen from other local artists that he wants to share with the world. Yeah. Um, one of which is Wesley Wolf, which, God, we just love Wesley Wolf here, like the powerhouse too. of North Carolina. He's doing the local band, local beer that WKNC puts on, along with Younger Brother Productions at and Oak at the end of the month. Um, Wesley Wolf is going to be headlining that. That's going to be the last Thursday of the month. So that's going to be a really excellent show cause it's been a while since I've seen some Wesley Wolf. So yeah. stoked on that. We are getting ready to play. Cloud Cuckoo from Numskull, which is Wesley Wolf's latest full-length album, came out a couple months ago, and we are going to hear some flash during this hour as well. And who knows what else? Like the the sky is the limit, really. Heck yeah! So we are going to take a brief break from conversation here on Carolina Grown for y'all to listen to Wesley Wolf. We will be hearing some more Weller throughout the hour as well. So stay tuned to WKNC 88.1. WKNC 88.1, you guys were just listening to Changing Lights from Flash Car, and before that you heard Cloud Cuckoo from Wesley Wolf. still here in the studio with Nathan Tobin of Weller. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about One. That was the album that came out on the 1st of July, and uh, so I want to jump into it immediately about finding out after like how intensive the writing process was for this album. How long were you working on this? Because it seems like there's a lot of like thematic structure in there and that's not something that just kind of like pops up out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, um everything moved pretty quickly. I uh it was last July that Wes Wolf and I met for the first time. I was like, I kind of want to make something. I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I just know I want to do kind of a out there concept album, something that's bonkers. And so he was like, well, where are you at with the material? And um, I had, hadn't really done anything for it yet. Um, so what I did was I, I demoed everything out in about a month. I wrote about four songs in a week, which was like kind of an unprecedented burst of productivity, which I haven't had since either. Right. Um, and, and then I kept writing throughout the demoing process and then adding some kind of just sketches along with that and within about a month and a half i had about 15 potentials for the album and so west wolf and i um we went out to my grandmother's farm timberlake earth sanctuary which is in Whitsett, north carolina it's right between kind of graham and greensboro just one exit off of 40 and it's beautiful 160 acres she has um kind of uh she has events out there as well as there's like some educational programs for kids that come out there and kind of get reacquainted with the natural world and there's a structure out there that we recorded in and we recorded for four and a half days about 55 hours total and did all the basic tracking and then brought it home and over the next month, we I'm just going to try and fly through this, Um, the next month we met for full days, about 10 hour days and I had sort of like a you know, a stack of papers that had all of the mixing notes and all of the overdubs I wanted to do. And so we just kind of real systematically went through all of these things. And, um, you know, it was, it was fast, but it was the way that Wes and I work well together. is just like, right. keep it going. And, uh, and so within about three and a half months, the album was written, recorded, mixed, and sent out to be mastered. Awesome. that
0: a lot swifter of a process than uh, it was, sounds like it would have been. Yeah. So it was primarily you and Wes on this. Was it Wesley doing most of the producing aspects of it and you doing all of the playing? Like- yes. Um, Wes and I
1: co-produced it, but he definitely allowed, like he led me along every step of the way. Um, so I did all of the performance of the instrumentation, all the sounds, all vocals and everything on the album performed by me while Wes recorded everything and he mixed everything and so yeah it was a lot of work it was a lot of um you know doing drums for a day and a half doing right. bass and guitar for a day and a half and all that is just honestly it's like a it's a drag until you get to the coloration that right for me you know and doing vocals is pretty fun too but when you start making it all glue together that's when it's really exciting so for a lot of that week, it was just kind of put your head down and keep playing, you know.
0: Yeah, like power through it. Like right. let's do these drums for like ten hours in a row. And,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: which I I mean, usually I feel like when when artists are doing that, you know, there's a lot of people to pick up on some slack. Like, oh, well, this guy's doing his bass track, so you know, I can kind of relax. It's got to be like a really intensive process. Do you plan on doing it in the same way for the like future Weller releases? Um, I plan on also using Weller as
1: a way to kind of, like, stick my foot in the pool and kind of teach myself how to also engineer. So that's the one aspect of this project that I really depended on Wes for, and I'm glad that I did because I learned a lot. And I probably next time around I'll be a lot more challenged because that aspect will all be on me. So I'm going to try and find a way to, uh, maybe with some assistance, to engineer myself next time.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I guess um, what how did the the entire idea of doing this as a concept album come about because have you was this something that you had tackled in the past before in previous projects like doing concept albums as a whole or like no I um I was listening to a lot of
1: albums concept albums I was listening to Van Dyke Park's song cycle in America and I was listening to I'm not sure if it would be considered a concept album, but um, this loner pop album by Eddie Callahan called False Ego, which is just this beautiful thing that I recommend to anybody. Um, And let's see, some old Pink Floyd, and let's see. I'm going to draw a blank right now, but (laughs) I just liked the idea of not writing a single song, not writing a batch of songs. I wanted to write something that relied upon each other in order to exist cohesively. Right. So I wanted to kind of t- sort of calculatedly, I, I ha- I'm a very obsessive person a lot of the time, so this was a very nice avenue to create for myself where I could apply a lot of that obsession to something that was really productive for me. So that's kind of part of it as well.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And so do you plan on the future Weller releases also being entirely conceptual, or is there going to be a little more free flow in oh, yeah. writing for it?
1: Yeah, I haven't thought of a second concept yet, but I'm just kind of waiting for something that seems like is abstract enough but also defined enough to to fill in. So that's what I liked about the elements, you know, is it's an idea that's been used a bunch, but it's abstract. So like anybody can, can posit meaning in the sound of wind. It means something different to you than it does to me. And so it was a
0: nice nexus to kind of pull from. Right, and it seems to, like, with the writing process, I know a lot of folks, you know, there's the studio magic or whatever the folks want to call it. A lot of people worry about, you know, how are we going to be able to transition this live? We've got to function as being able to do this separately in front of people. When when you started it, were you initially like, okay, this is exclusively going to be a studio project? So was that in your head when you were making all of this?
1: I, pretty much, yeah. Really what I wanted to do was just do anything that came to mind and not have any hindrances. You right, know? no like restrictions. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And in following that, it became a studio project.
0: Right. Know? Awesome. So this is Nathan Tobin unhinged in a studio, basically. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <say yes>. So <laughs> we will take another brief break from conversation. We're going to hear another track from Weller right now. This track is called Those Days Are Gone. And it is, as we have mentioned, from this debut album that we have been talking a bunch about and we are going to continue to talk a bunch about. After that, we are going to hear a track from Eston Dickinson from Eston and the Outs. This is Married to Lonely, and that was the title track to the album that he put out, I believe, late last year was the release for that one. And then after that, we're coming back with some more conversation for this hour of Carolina Grown. So you were listening to WKNC 88.1. go on. WKNC 88.1. You guys were just listening to Married to Lonely from Eston and the Outs. And before that, you were listening to another track from Weller that was Those Days Are Gone. Um, we have a little bit more conversation left here with Nathan Tobin. And we are going to tackle something a little bit aside from Weller because I just got like a, a juicy nugget of information about <laughs> this, this punk project oh, that he mentioned that he was going to be working on. And first off, I mean, when you go from... toddlers and weller which are really i guess like kind of spacey like like psych rock i guess you could say it's it's cool seeing a genre shift i always love seeing the stuff that other people kind of get into musically and where their horizons lay i guess so Mm. first off what what's your history with punk music like have you always kind of been like really into punk rock have you been in projects like that in the past um I was in kind of a
1: power pop group called Wild Wild Geese. Oh, Um, I was
0: not aware of that. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) I played drums and guitar on that. So that's um, some experience. And let's see. I sat in with Americans in France for a little while. Just kind of art, punk, pop. Yeah. And let's see. So really no, though, is the answer? Yeah. I was in Lost Skulls, which was members of Trekkie Records getting together to play Misfits songs for Trekkie Fest, for Trek Fest. Right. And, um, and I I was a part of that with Ari Picker, Rusty Sutton, and Stu McLam, and that was a bunch of fun. And so where Weller like is really engaging and it fulfills a bunch of stuff that's, you know, that's been great to do. It's opened up this, like, desire to just plug in and play. And so I kind of shot myself in the foot, though. Like, six months ago, I, I booked some time, some mastering time with Carl Saff of Saff Mastering. And he sent me an email, and he was like, hey, are we still good for August 11, which is in, like, exactly 30 days. Yeah. Then. So I have to write and
0: record in a punk album in 30 days. There you go. That's... It. That is like you, you were talking about putting the horse before the cart. Well, now, right, the horse is trotting along. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. cool. It's gonna be exciting it. to hear it, though. Like,
1: yeah, it's gonna be probably really terrible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Which> <laughs> it's <just> punk. <laughs> that'll make it. That'll make it more punk. It's like super aggro. Like, right. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah,
1: right. That's that's exactly what <laughs> right. That's what be. you're going for, right? It'll yeah, totally. Super authentic because right. I had no time to make it. Yeah, <laughs> very
0: <laughs> strong together and opposite of Weller. Yeah. Awesome. Well that's something I'm really excited to hear about. Um and speaking of, you know, like the, the musical horizons, I guess to say, is what you talk about Wild Wild Geese, you talk about Americans in France. What other I feel like there's projects that you might have been involved in that I'm just totally like blind to. What all of you what all have you gotten into in the triangle in North Carolina musically?
1: Okay. Um let's see. In high school I was in a band called Malfusa. It was like a funk, surf, Middle Eastern prog rock band um, with some great friends. And let's see, I was in a band called the Pulsating Rosewater Secession. What up, y'all? <laughs> um, yeah, best band name. And I was in... That turned into Rongo Rongo. And a lot of those members are now in Flashcar. Awesome. Um, and let's see, Wild Wild Geese, Americans in France. Well, I also sat in with... Um, Let's see, I can't say the first word of the band name. Blank horse. Yeah. Oh, poop horse.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it takes on a different dynamic. Yeah. Poop horse.
1: I was in that band for a little while, and that was really fun. Um, let's see. You know, I'm going to draw a blank. I I hung out a bit in a yield shop for just a little bit, but just really practiced and helped um, play those songs. Let's see. Um, of course, toddlers, let's see, Weller, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I I feel really grateful that I grew up here, you know, it goes back to that whole, like, you saw a lot of hype from friends and from musicians, you know, I, um, I think that, you know, the only downside is when you only play to musicians and it's a harder crowd to please, but, the upside is that you have an enormous amount of support and an enormous amount of resources to learn from. So it seems like, especially in the last, in my experience, in the last five to ten years, I've seen a lot of, like, symbiosis and a lot of, like, accelerated quality, um, accelerated growth of quality all around the area. Um, And that also is, I think, a lot has to do with, like, our publications in the area, the writers, the music writers. Um, who keep the bar high and who are sometimes pretty critical, but it's awesome. So I think that I just gotta this is where I turn it over and say, Hey,
0: thank you. Sweet. Well, it's you're right. There's a lot of, you know, back and forth in this scene and I think that's one of the most exciting parts about the North Carolina music scene is you know, you get Someone puts out an album, and you can almost immediately tell. I think it was the writer Jordan Lawrence was talking about the effect that love language had on North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I think he referred yeah. to someone as post-love language. Because there's like a, a stream, you can tell, where it's like someone puts something out, and it's groundbreaking around here. And I feel like it just opens up the floodgates, and all of a sudden there's a lot of really awesome stuff in that vein, and it's... yeah. I feel like it's, maybe it's just because I've only lived in North Carolina, but I don't know if that's, like, really how it is sometimes. I feel like there's can be a lot of isolation in other scenes, but I think the North Carolina music scene, someone described it as incestuous one time, and it's a, right. it's a strange term, but it works. Right. And it's awesome, and it's, like, we've talked about, you know, all of the musicians supporting the Weller release, the Weller promotion. Um, I know on the social media, around the time that Weller came out, pretty much every musician I was... You know, like Privy Two is like pushing it, and it's great. Yeah. It's really awesome to see. And with with this punk project you're working on, you know, like doing it live. Have you have you worked on any sort of collaboration with it yet?
1: No, it's at, it's completely cart before the horse. So it's <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm gonna just write the album and then just like give it to folks and see who likes put it, it together and put it together and awesome. Practice a couple times and then start playing.
0: Well, I am not only excited about this album, Weller because the one is fantastic. I really love it. Highly recommend it to everyone. Yeah, um, and for. you can check out Weller at whatisweller.com is the main website. I believe oweller.bandcamp.com yeah. is is the Bandcamp official area, so you can stream the whole thing. And we are going to hear another Weller track before the hour ends, but we are going to play one more track from Nathan Tobin's recommendations, um, and that is a Towers track, one of the new Towers Songs because God, if you haven't heard New Towers, it's fantastic. Really yeah. excited about the stuff that Derek is putting out as well, which I think he's got something coming out in uh, around the fall. I think he just yeah. signed with Fuzz, Fuzz Records. with yeah. with Phil Pledge or er, really Phil Pledger. So that's really really excellent. Stoked to see that you guys are getting ready to hear the situation from Towers, and after that, you are going to hear Lonely Buddy from Weller. Um, I have been in the studio this whole hour with Nathan Tobin. If you were just tuning in. And thank you so much for joining me. we still got a whole nother hour of local music after this. So definitely don't go anywhere because there's a lot of stuff coming up. If you missed any of this, we podcast it all the time. All our shows, we got them podcasted. It's great. So you can check it out online. You can download it, listen to it on the go. Um, but once again, thanks for coming. Thank I you, Grant. Enjoy having the conversation and picking at the brain of the music that I really enjoy. And I'm so. excited
1: about your compilation that you're putting together.
0: Woo! Yeah, compilation. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cover that in the second hour. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for coming out, and we are getting ready to play this Towers track for you. Jumping into Weller, and then we'll have hour two of Carolina Grown here on WKNC 88.1.